The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Storybrooke. Welcome to Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, the unofficial Once Upon a Time internet radio show exclusively on Papi Chulo Radio. Today is Tuesday, October 27th, 2015, and I'm your host, Papi Chulo. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Once Upon a Time. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit ABC series as casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. First up, please welcome my phenomenal co-host. First up, she's always down to munch on some pumpkin. It is Pimenta. Hello, everybody. How are you? Can't wait to talk about last night. Next up, uh, she's stealing all your memories and putting it into dream catchers. It's Ava Stark. Hey, everyone. And that's it. That's all you're getting, <laughs> listeners. I am very excited, okay? Like, I can't stop myself. <laughs> that means the opposite of what she's saying. Next up, she always loves to go on dates where they're playing 80s New Wave. It is uh, Katie Cat. Oh, you know it. <laughs> hey, guys. Hope you're all doing well. I can't wait to talk about Sunday night's episode. And last but not least, she always uses her tears to make magic. It's Ashley <laughs> Michelle. Hi guys, I hope you're ready to talk about tonight's episode. Be ready for us. Yes, unlike Ava. Ava's not ready. Nope. Nope. <laughs> and on that note, let's get ready to jump into our recap of episode 505, which was titled Dream. Catcher, and it aired on October 25th, 2015. So let's get the official synopsis for the episode. In Camelot, as Mary Margaret and David attempt to retrieve the Dark One Dagger, Emma uses a Dreamcatcher to look into the past to see how Merlin was transformed into a tree. Together, Emma and Regina figure out the critical ingredient they must acquire to free Merlin. But it's a race against Arthur, who does not want Merlin released. Meanwhile, with encouragement from his moms, Henry musters up the courage to ask Violet on a date. Back in Storybrooke, the heroes break into Emma's house hoping to locate gold, but what they find will give them a glimpse of Emma's endgame. Far from prying eyes, Merida sets about the mission Emma has tasked her with and begins molding gold into the hero they need to draw Excalibur. So let's get everyone's initial reaction, and we'll start off with uh, Rumpelstiltskin's uh, Boothang, Ava. <laughs> my boo. I miss yeah, my boo. Yes. 
I really liked this episode. It was very enjoyable to watch. It was balanced between all the characters. Obviously, the main focus was on Regina, Emma, and Henry, which was a little throwback to season one, which I absolutely loved. Um, yes, this episode was a really good episode compared to episode three and four. Ash? I was in shock by the end of this episode. Like... Last episode, I was screaming and throwing hissy fits in my computer, but this one, I just, like, sat there and was like, what the fuck just happened to <laughs> Emma and Henry? What what she did this episode, it just, it, it broke my, it broke my heart, you know? And my voice cracked and everything. Aww. Aww. Group hug. Aww. <laughs> Group hug. <laughs> Katie, what did you think? Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, it, I don't know. It probably wasn't my favorite episode ever, <gasps> but I thought that there... And oh, it was an Emma you. one. How dare you? I can't believe I'm <sighs> saying that. <laughs> but I, I mean, there were some really great dynamics and um, some great throwbacks to the first season, which was great. So um, there were some really enjoyable moments. I just don't know why it wasn't my favorite. I can't really pinpoint why, but um, it... It wasn't one that I was, you know, like on the edge of my seat with for some reason. But there were some really great moments that I loved seeing. So, there you go. Wow. Pimenta. Whatever, Katie. I know. Go I'll sit in the corner, Katie. And think about what I you will. just did. I yes. will. <laughs> Pimenta. I am, uh, I'm with Ava on this one. I love the episode. I... I was actually screaming so hard during the first half of the episode. It was a fantastic episode, definitely much better than last week's and the, and the third episode. And I loved, um, I loved Regina in this episode. I loved Rumpelstiltskin and Merida in this episode. I love Hen I loved Henry in this episode. I want to kill Emma after this episode. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, I I was very I was very satisfied with last night's episode. I hope it keeps going this way. Um, yeah, yeah, that would be an initial reaction. Well, there you go. I like the episode. I'm really enjoying uh, this uh, arc for this season more than I thought I was going to. So um, kudos to the writers. I thought it was a very strong episode. It was very throwback-ish for, all, you know, to, to sort of uh, recap what everyone else has been saying. It was very season one, especially at the end when Regina whipped out the Ms. Swan. I was oh, like, yes. yes, all I needed her was yes, for yes. her to say, you know, you need to get your ass out of town. You need to do your job, Miss Swan. You need to do your job. That was like the best. And she would like say that every episode. You need to do your job or I can find somebody else that could do it. I was like, <laughs> please say that. What does she but need she to do? It. She needs to do her job. Ah, uh, exactly. Say it one more time. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. So, uh, and uh, once again, we get the '80s new wave, uh, which at least they had an explanation for, which we'll discuss. And Merlin, fantastic Merlin, is back and in action and reading the filth out of uh, bitch ass Arthur, which was phenomenal. <laughs> And even the effects were good, even though the pictures were kind of weird and it looked like Emma had gas, but she, it actually looked good once with the wind and, and um, the CGI. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember, Katie, the gas picture? Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that now. Yes. It looks a lot better with the CGI. Exactly. <laughs> Too many of Granny's tacos. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Fish tacos. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's jump into the recap. Quick shout out to the title card with a nice plump pumpkin that'll make sense a little bit later on so we're going to start off in the past in the way 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 long time ago past we have uh merlin uh, running through the forest calling out dark one it's got the dad he's got the dagger and uh, basically saying that you destroyed the only woman i ever loved and this uh, mysterious dark one which i guess we're assuming is the original Dark One uh, is appears with one of those uh, eyes wide shut masks on, and uh, you know Merlin fails at stabbing the gold masked Dark One, drops the knife in shock, you know starts crying, and then the Dark One picks up the dagger, collects the teardrop from Merlin, and uses that to magic him into. A tree, which was actually some was really spectacular CGI. I enjoyed it. It was. Yeah. So really before we get into the rest of the episode, did we like this little uh, teaser as to uh, what happened to Merlin? Getting a glimpse as to what happened, as well as this mysterious dark one. I like I it. Like- yeah, <laughs> we all liked it. We're like, we love this. This is so good. Do we have I'll any guesses first. as to who this mysterious dark one is? I think this is his um, Merlin's true love, Nimue. and that's why he couldn't. Yeah, and that's why he couldn't kill her because uh, he was like, "You've destroyed her," and then he just stops there. And then once again, it showed that love is a weapon. Used his tear to make him a tree, so that was really cool. I, I agree with Ava. <laughs> I liked it. I'm actually with Ava again. I think that uh, this uh, dark one must have been the first dark one. And it. I'm thinking that it... Should I say this? Doesn't it consume dirt? Isn't it? Nimue, yeah. I think that's the first dark one. And I think that... I mean, The Apprentice told us that uh, Merlin himself had to tie the darkness into a person. So I'm thinking that there's some history there that we were about to see sometime. Uh, I think that I liked I liked it very much, and I I enjoy the fact that once again, love is the most dangerous weapon of all. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I would have liked if it would have been Mad Madam Mim though. I'm a fan of the Disney Sword in the Stone. I don't even know if Mad Madam Mim is, is in the Camelot Arthurian lore or if she was a Disney creation, but I just love Mad Madam Mim, and I think it would have been great to have had her as either a love interest or a character in this arc, but that, I don't think we're going to see Mad Madam Mim. That would be funny. Yes. You, have you actually seen it? Imagine. Well, because I don't think anyone, anyone besides me has seen The Sword in the Stone, the Disney version. Has anyone else seen it? I haven't seen it since mm-hmm. I was like four years old. Okay. Well, Mad Madam Mim was like a witch. Well, she was like in like an old hag type of woman. So she was like the villain in, in uh, for mm-hmm. like half a second. But I think it would have once could have reinterpreted her as like, you know, someone a little bit more beautiful and then maybe a love interest as opposed to her being a villain or someone could have turned her into a villain or something like that. Like, you know, becoming the dark one, but uh, we're not going to have mad Madam Mim. So, well, lost, lost <laughs> chance to see her. So, okay. So continuing on, We're now in Camelot, and we see that Emma has witnessed what happened to Merlin uh, through a dreamcatcher. 
and uh, elsewhere in Camelot we have David and Mary Margaret who are of course under King Arthur's command. They convince Regina to hand the dagger over unaware that uh, you know Emma you know is, is following them and freezes them because Emma sort of explains to Regina there's a spell this that or the other you know you can't trust them so uh, you know they've been compromised so uh, Emma wants Regina to help her free Merlin even though Regina is not convinced uh, of everything you know believing that it's the darkness telling Emma to do this and uh, Emma says that her dark magic is is the answer you know it's it's um, Regina asks you know how Emma knew and, and you know they show the dream catcher and you know under the spell and all that kind of thing so Regina tells Emma that the device catches more than dreams because it's dark magic and it's dangerous and Emma believes that her dark magic is stronger than she thought and so Emma explains about the imprisonment in the tree and Regina suggests to Emma that a tear of another lost love would be the answer to releasing Merlin. So while all this is going on, we have Henry helping Violet groom Nicodemus, her horse, and they talk about having a lost parent. Violet has lost her mother. Obviously, Henry has lost uh, Balefart. And uh, Violet tells Henry that her mother is once a champion rider. Henry then sees a sword, is, you know, pretending that it's Excalibur. He's being all teenagery and knocks crap down and all that kind of thing. And all of a sudden, <laughs> Sir Morgan arrives, Violet's father, and basically is like you know i don't approve of you you're an outsider you're not a swordsman you're not a knight my daughter needs a knight so you better get your ass out of here and uh so henry leaves the stables heart well not really heartbroken but definitely has his ego in check later on in the woods they the the ladies stumble upon henry practicing and they give him a boost of encouragement and uh, this brings back memories of regina with how cora killed daniel and she's like this is what i can use to uh you know get the tear for their, for the spell and so when emma tried using it you know the po the potion didn't work you know after grabbing some tears uh from uh, regina because regina has moved on to robin meanwhile while all this is going on henry is trying to romance violet with new wave and uh some uh, defrosted lasagna over at Granny's. You know, they he's like, I can show you a movie on my iPod Nano. Unfortunately, I have crappy movies from the 80s and the 70s. And uh, then all of a sudden, once the, the issues of dating and courting come about, basically Violet is like, uh, you know, I, I just want to be your friend. You know, I don't see you like that. Uh, you know, can we be cool? You know, Netflix, but no chill. And, uh, so a devastated Henry, you know, because he's not the hero in this universe, you know, goes off and, and meets up with Regina and Emma and he starts crying and then bam, they grab his tears and they, they found a way to save Emma and Merlin. And so, uh, you know, they, they're getting everything ready. All of a sudden Arthur and the Knights arrive. They try to stop, uh, the ladies from releasing Merlin, calls them liars and Regina leashes her fireballs and starts throwing them at people. Then Emma uses the spell, which unleashes unleashes light and dark magic freeing Merlin dun, 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 dun. the now human sorcerer then calls out Emma lashes at lashes out at Arthur tells the king that he and um, 
and not Merlin's false prophecies are to blame for this mess. That's what Arthur says. And um, added that as long as the dagger and Excalibur are separated, or, you know, Merlin is untouchable. Is what uh, is what uh, Merlin ends up saying. So uh, Arthur says that this is far from over. Merlin later. On lifted uh, Arthur's spell off of Mary, Margaret, and David. Hook asks Merlin, can he free Emma to remove the darkness and all that kind of thing. And Merlin reveals that he can lift the darkness from Emma, but uh, the only thing that he needs is that Emma's heart has to be ready to release the darkness. So, okay. It was a pretty simple storyline, so I was like, let me just get through it before we end up discussing it. So, what did, did you, what did we think? Did you, uh-huh. did you just, did you, did you call him Balefart? Yes, that's a, that's a joke <laughs> that we created last year. Well, I sure the year before you know? that. That's funny. It is funny to us. <laughs> Poor Balefart. Hashtag Balefart. Okay, so. Or Bagelfire. There you go. So. Oh, that one's good. Everyone, what did we think of this as a whole, the storyline, Emma and Regina bonding and Camelot and uh, the race to save Merlin and poor Henry not impressing anybody? Um, okay, I'll go first. Um, I, I was actually very emotional uh, during the Camelot part, especially uh, after uh, Regina and Emma started working together over freeing Marilyn, uh, when uh, Re- when Regina relieved Daniel's death, I was literally literally crying and yelling that I did not sign up for this. My heart cannot take it. And Lana, Lana was brilliant. She was crying and she was beautiful. I mean, who does that anyway? Um, I love that scene, and I love the fact that they needed the, the tear of a lost love. I am very... I have some um, thoughts about uh, what Emma said in regards to Regina having healed now that she has Robin. I think that she was just trying to cover up the fact that she, that they needed a fresh tear and not the tear of a long-lost love. And she was trying to just, you know, to throw Regina off track because of what happened to Henry after, like, moments after they mentioned that. Anyway, um, I loved how uh, this, the, the whole VFX that they pulled with Emma freeing Marilyn from the tree, uh, that was a very impressive spell that they threw together there. And uh, um, poor Henry. I have to say, poor Henry. Emma, that was... Emma went all Cora on Henry. That was not cool. That was not cool. I, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I have to say I'm hurt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Lord. Ash? Yeah. I, I, I like this part of the episode more than the other ones because this is, like, the more pure part of the episode. The rest of the episode, Emma just tainted, so. And... I loved seeing Emma and Regina work together again. It was like right after they started to trust each other and they started to work together for Henry's own good and now they're working together for to try to save Emma. And that was really nice to see the two of them bonding over that. And I totally agree with Pimenta that what Emma did was to 
with Emma showing Regina the dream catcher and saying that, oh, we need a fresh tear. Your tear didn't work because it wasn't fresh. You've moved on was to cover up for what she was going to do to Henry. Emma knew what she needed to do and she went in a meandering line to try to get to where she needed to go. So she was being sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, I mean, you'd never heal from such a pain. It, it's always there. It doesn't make it any less. It's just that uh, as, my, as Herlin's tear was fresh, I mean, he was just experiencing the loss of his true love, much like Henry was heartbroken over uh, Viol Violet saying no to him. I don't want to be with you this way. Um, well, I, I don't think that this pain was, you know, in any way deeper than what Regina felt back then when her mother killed the man she loved or that a pain was in any way less powerful for that spell. I think that they just needed something that was very, very fresh. Yeah, it was and, the first time yeah. that Henry had cried for that love, but it wasn't the first exactly. time that Regina had cried for her. Exactly. Also, Emma's voice in Camelot was very much like the dark one, not Emma. I don't know what's wrong with that. <laughs> I don't know. I think she had she used an excess of dark magic to d last night in the episode. So, <laughs> I also love to see um, Merlin's little hints about what's going to happen with the prophecy yes. between Arthur. That Arthur couldn't fulfill it. So now who's going to fulfill Arthur's prophecy? Ooh. I wonder. We discussed that all last week, listeners. If oh, you yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Ava, Katie, jump on in. Uh, okay, well, I'll go. Um, I really oh, like... <laughs> what? What? She's like, oh, might as well go. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'll just take my turn right now. Um... No, I really like this backstory a lot, and um, I liked how um, Emma got to uh, sympathize and finally see um, why Regina was kind of the way she was, um, what kind of triggered all of her anger and hurt, and I really liked that scene. It was, it was really touching, I thought, um, and it was acted so well. She didn't uh, sympathize with too long. That gave her inspiration on what to do next. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. But, uh... Blood dark one? <laughs> yeah, jeez. But yeah, that whole thing was so sad to see. Um, it was, like, terrifying, because we've never seen her be so manipulative, I guess you could say. And, um... She was. Then you have, um... I don't know, she just, she was, she seemed genuinely upset while she was taking Violet's heart, but she also was continuing to do it and not, um, not giving into her senses, and obviously that's because of the dark one in her, but, um, yeah, so that was a very heartbreaking scene, but, um, it was done very well, I thought. Um, but yeah, I really, I loved the CGI when they got Merlin out of the tree. That was done so well. It was very interesting. It was like the light part of Emma and the dark part of Emma were kind of um, uniting um, to 
create this very powerful magic to get Merlin out of the tree. And I thought that they did a really good job with the CGI around that. So, um, it was, yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed the backstory a lot. So, it was great. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with all of you guys, but uh, <clears throat> I really liked the backstory. It was the first uh, kind of like backstory where they were in Camelot, but the Camelot characters weren't used as much as the core characters were. Thank which, the heavens. I'm sick Yeah, of which was fantastic. <laughs> so that was great. Uh, what Emma did to Henry was awesome, I think, because it showed that she there's darkness in her and... And that's what dark ones usually do, is they use their loved ones to get what they want. Even if Emma didn't want to, she still like had to, because she was desperate to get Merlin free. Uh, which was awesome. So this episode, the flashbacks were very emotional, and so were the present day. It was emotional. Aw, a tissue for Ava. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I enjoyed it. I'm glad Merlin is free. Finally, Merlin has been freed. So it was great to see him interacting with our characters. I loved uh, his comments to Arthur. Basically like, ugh, I picked you? Really? Boy, did I fuck up. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> it was That's a great scene. The best moment of the night. And uh, and then when he was like, oh, you think you can defeat me? We all know that's a broken sword. Uh, think again, buddy. It was amazing. It was fantastic. Loved it because Arthur is a piece of shit. So it was great to see uh, Merlin, uh, you know, even as a tree for like a billion years or however long he's been in, you know, he could still see a piece of shit, you know, when it's right in front of his face. It's fantastic. And okay, Henry... I'm not going to repeat what everyone else has said because I mean it was it was a nice storyline, but uh, ugh, I guess we understand and we'll get into that in the present day stuff why he likes that song, but his movie choices were so weird for a 13 year old boy. Now that we have confirmation as, as to that's how old he is, mm -hmm. he had Commando, which. It's understandable. It's an action movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger from the 1980s. I mean, that's... I can get that. Harold and Maude? A 1971 dark comedy uh, that basically is about a suicidal 20-year-old who is obsessed with death and basically <laughs> develops a weird relationship with an 80-year-old woman. What? I don't know what the hell Adam and Eddie were thinking. Seriously, like, how is that date night movie? This it's is weird. A date night movie. Like, they have the Disney library. Really they could have picked, um, I don't know, what's something recent-ish. Uh, you know, they could have picked Captain America. You know, Peggy and and uh, Steve Rogers. I mean, that's sort of you know, they could pick Star Wars. Star Do Wars would have been so nice. Do they need to get the copyright yeah. to use it in the film? Like to get, I don't yeah. know if you do if just by the name. I don't know. Person, maybe you do. Maybe you don't. It depends on. But how you would think that it's, it's all in the same studio, him. you know? Yeah. Because Disney owns Star Wars. They had the Star Wars theme song in, or not theme song, Star Wars ring music at Ringtone. As a yeah. Ringtone season as two. As a Ringtone. So I would. Assume. I mean, they could have picked like the Nightmare Before Christmas or something. Like, yeah. I don't know. It just seemed kind of weird. Harold and Maud, like. The what? older the movie is, I, I think it may be the same thing with like 
books and stuff like that, that the older it is, and poems, sorry, poems, not books, poems. The older it is, and the longer since the person who owned it died, the easier it is to use it. Well, why didn't they pick something like an affair to remember? Or even that's something I can't believe <laughs> that Henry would know, but like something more romantical. Yeah. I don't know. It was just, it was a weird choice. Nicholas I've never seen Harold and Maude, so I don't know if, if that's the full theme, but when I read the synopsis, I was like, that just sounds weird, and no 13 year old <laughs> should be showing this to another teen or tween and think this is romantic. <laughs> because apparently the Harold character ends up like, dying multiple times in the movie. Oops. I, guess, I guess he imagines himself dying. It's just weird. Is this like relating to them going to the underworld later? <laughs> Death? Maybe. Oh, wow. It was just odd. So that was that was just weird. But it was great seeing Regina and Emma bonding and having nice moments together, even though Emma was very manipulative. It was nice how they got rid of the sands of Avalon so fast. I mean, that's something that I maybe when we all saw them get uh, dusted, we all thought, oh, okay, this is probably gonna stick around for a little while, but you know. I can see it as like how the sands of Avalon were it didn't really fix it. It just made it look like it was fixed. Like, that's how easy. Like, when you just, like, put something in front of something that you... Or, like, oh, oh. When you break something in your mom's house when you were a kid, and you would just, like, pull a chair over it so she didn't see it, or push it behind the couch. Like, I can imagine that's, like, the metaphor for it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But it was nice how, basically, the next episode, they just got rid of it. It was fantastic. Yeah. I had to have them... Like that forever. That was really nice. <laughs> yeah. So any final thoughts on Camelot before we move into more heartbreak in Storybrooke? <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. Moving into the present day, we have okay. the residents yeah. discovering <laughs> basically that Griff, <laughs> that Griff has vanished. But Arthur, you know, is keeping silent on uh, his whereabouts. I'm still surprised they don't check the surveillance camera, but that's a whole nother yeah, question. What, what's up with that? I mean, didn't they watch Selena, well, false killing herself in season three? What happened yesterday? They forgot. So, uh, Henry, on the other hand, believes that the only way to stay positive in light of all this is to hold a, a, a ball slash dance. Which, you know, in turn is his way to ask Violet out. Who? What girl? Whose girlfriend? What girl? Who, who, who? <laughs> As Regina would say. Mama. And, yes. And uh, at the same time, we have Emma, who's continuing, you know, trying to make a hero out of gold without exactly telling him what uh, she needs him to do. Gold tries to explain that being the Dark One will cost her all the ones that she's she loves and she doesn't want to listen she brings merida in to do her bidding you know controlling her via her heart and sends them into the woods into the woods to do to do like like the movie right no uh, emma then the movie, you know the musical yes heeds uh, gold's words and uh, you know it seems as if she she's having some sort of second thoughts about stuff because she gets all emotional in front of uh, her shed full of dream catchers and she starts to cry Aww. and merida in the woods they uh 
she begins to put gold to work you know trying to make him a hero you know he, he has shown himself to be weak you know it infuriates uh merida and uh you know she's like you know she needs to find something she basically tells him that he needs to find something to fight for you know you need to fight for something and gold is limping he's like i can't i'm limping i can't even stand up and this that, and the other and uh you know, Emeritus is trying to, to turn him into a hero. So, while this is going on, we have Henry. He's meeting up with Violet to ask her out to uh, the dance. It's weird. Initially, they say that it's going to be a ball, so I'm picturing something fancy. And then it turns into, like, a street carnival. How that happened, who knows? Like a block party. It was it's my fault. Because <laughs> I was there. It it was weird. Uh, wow. I don't. That's not a ball, in my opinion. But anyway, <laughs> so Violet is sad because her horse is missing. Poor Nicodemus, aka Nico, and uh, uh, Henry is like, "We will find him. We will find him." And so Henry goes over to Emma for help, believing that uh, there's a bit of his mother deep inside of her still. And, uh, you know, she's like, operate, remember Operation Cobra, we can do it, you know, you need to bring all the happy endings, and we need one more happy ending. I'm like, really, dude, why don't you just <laughs> stop being all sappy? <laughs> <laughs> so they go out and, and look for Nicodemus, and they later find Nico at, at Peter Peter's Pumpkin Patch. So let's pause right here for a <laughs> Peter second. Peter is a what? Peter Peter's pumpkin patch. Peter Peter pumpkin eater. Oh yeah. Ava, you better get up to the times with your fairy tales and Mother Goose rhymes. So let's pause right here. There was a nice conversation that Emma had about Neil and the Yaz song "Only You," which sort of makes sense now why uh, Henry likes '80s new wave. I think all of us are sort of introduced to music through our parents or you know older family members and that kind of thing so at least that was explained away the movie choices that's a whole nother thing so what did we think of all the balefire aka neil cassidy aka hashtag balefart <laughs> memories that were brought up in this episode especially with emma and henry's uh, talk i love i them. like yeah, yeah me too because it's I have a word together. I have a work together again. We're so in sync today. It's it's good. Is right? Pimenta the big boob fury? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, God damn it. For the listeners, we learned uh, prior to the show that Ava married the big boob fury. So yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> anyway, all humans and big boob fears. Yes, continuity, <laughs> listeners. Continuity. I love the Neil um, references in the episode because, yet again, it was an emotional episode for these these characters. So, um, and it's important to kind of like mention him sometimes with Henry or Rumpelstiltskin or even Emma. Uh, to show that he was an important character, at least to these three characters. Um, that's why <laughs> when they were, yeah, when they were mentioning him, I was like, oh. I, I really appreciated their mentions. Sorry, Katie. <laughs> um, I really appreciated them mentioning Belfar Neil. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the episode so much. 
because I feel I've said it before, but I feel that Neil's death was not very. It, it was unfair. I didn't. I didn't like that they killed him off. I and loved it. I think. Oh, shut up! Oh, shut up! Oh, I really shut up, did. <laughs> shut up, Abby. You're I not. I loved it. I I danced. Oh my god. Well, anyway, no, I didn't really dance, but I was very happy though. As the president Hello. of this council, I banish you from this. You're the president? <laughs> so when did this happen? Yes. <laughs> You're banished, Bubby. Sorry. Oh my. Katie, Sharp I think we got shoulder. dethroned. <laughs> Apparently, it did. That's fine. <laughs> She's like, that's fine. I don't care. Too tired for the shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pimenta, yeah, I, I, agree I agree with you. I agree with you that what have we had like what three deaths on this show? Graham, Neil, and Cruella. Like those are the ones that come to mind. And yeah. out of the three of them, it's Neil. Like Graham, eh? We don't want Graham back. Graham is fine dead. Cruella, she's she's fine where she is. But Neil. No, like, I miss Cruella more than Neil and Graham. <laughs> you shut up! You no. know Graham was in it for like a half a second, and the fandom still asks if he's coming back. Which, <laughs> listen, all of you that are asking if he's coming back, that man is long gone. So calm yeah, down. Wait, maybe not see him next season. You know. Oh gosh, you Katie! Know now you're gonna get like twenty asks about Graham. <laughs> oh shoot! Great. Okay. I'm sorry, Katie. It's, it's fine. Is Graham coming back? I heard it on your talk show. <laughs> yeah, no, be like no. a of 20 of those. <laughs> but like, yes. out of everybody, like, all the people who have gotten the second chances, Neil was just ripped of that. And it's so... Oh, I, I love the you, fact Ashley. to see... Mm, thank you. I love to see them... His character reoccurring even though he's no longer there that nobody's forgotten about him and he's still a major character on the show he shaped everybody today basically pretty much i wow what a word i you need a clap i love that <laughs> oh, yeah thank you thank you ava thank you it poppy was... don't you say anything oh i'm not i don't like the <laughs> character I, I liked balefire i thought it Balefire as a young character was very good. Once he grew up, I just didn't care for Neil. I didn't see the the magic that a lot of people see. But you know, okay. I have my own favorite characters. I Everyone liked has him their in the favorites. First flashback where we met his like, like I shipped Swampfire in like the first in Tallahassee. That's the episode it was. Oh yeah. And then like he came back and I felt like he was such a douchebag and I was like, what is your problem? But then he got better. So Am I the yeah. only one who loved Neil from the beginning till the end? What is this? <laughs> no, you're not. I know several people who who like who loved yeah, him. Yeah, there are a lot of people. There's nothing I've... Yeah, it's great. Great. I felt weird about him until like when in the beginning when he came back, like I was like, Oh, what are you doing here? Like you you hurt her and you can't come back from that, so go away. And then he got he <laughs> get better. Yeah, I feel like he got better towards the end, especially. And then, then he died. Yeah. But then he sad, made a sad. stupid decision to bring his father back. I mean, hey, he, hey, he hey, made hey. that decision. <laughs> <laughs> Not 
not that it's bad that Rumpel's back. Well, but, like, if you like Neil so much, uh, Ava, then maybe he shouldn't have brought back Rumpelstiltskin. Dude, did I say I like him? I didn't say I like him. Neil, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is he was an that important character. he shouldn't character. have brought back Rumpelstiltskin. He would still be a See, that's why he's an important character, because he brought back Rumpelstiltskin. And, and I didn't say I love Neil. Well, Neil okay. is just a character that shaped like everyone's emotional. Emotionally, he changed everyone. Yeah, including yeah. Granny. Yes, yeah, Granny. Exactly. Oh, like, gra especially Granny. Granny Fire. Yeah. You can basically <laughs> say that without Balefire, the show probably would not be taking place. Because, that's true. Because um, we'd have that stupid love triangle. That's yeah. Well. <laughs> Love triangles no. don't add anything. You, really, they don't. They just piss people off. They just ruin it everything. It adds angst. That's about it. <laughs> Wait, which was the love triangle that we would have had without Balefire? Um, Captain Swanfire. Oh uh, no, because I'm not even thinking about that. I was, I was thinking the only thing we would have had in the beginning is is Regina hating Snow. Hmm. Yeah. Wait, what? That's if fun. we wouldn't have, if Balefire, if the, if Balefire hadn't launched everything, you know, the whole Bay, Bay, where's Bay? I'm gonna get you, Bay, and that kind of thing, we would like Balefire would have never met Emma. Yeah. So exactly. there would no be, there wouldn't be a love triangle. There would just be Regina hating Snow. Oh, and the story would end right there. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. gosh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because like, what? Why would Rumple? I don't know. Yeah, it just wouldn't have launched him. Without Balefire, he wouldn't have even turned into the Dark One because he would have had a reason to, um, to save yeah. his son and all that. So I just wish yeah. they would have made him more interesting as an adult. But I mean, the decision for Balefire to sacrifice his life to save Rumple when they were two, when they were one person, like uh, okay. Rumple had yeah. died then. Emma wouldn't be the dark one because the dark one would have died. Yeah. 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 And maybe they would have tied Balefire into being the dark one and they'd have a whole different spin on the series. And I would love that to see that. would have been awesome too. <laughs> on that, but. I didn't you can fanfic it. Yes, please, yeah. please, and email it to me. I will read it. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ava, start writing it right now. Uh, bitch, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She don't take your orders. <laughs> she only does it from the big boobs. So, uh, I'll yeah, give the big boob to tell her. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes, so while all this is going on, we have, uh, who was it? It was Regina. Well, it starts off with like a bunch of our people. Belle, you know, basically lets everybody know Gold has been kidnapped. Oh no! And so, okay, so while Emma and Henry are looking for the horse, we have Regina, Hook, Robin, Belle sneaking into Emma's house to find out what she's got in the basement. And it's not zombies or ghosts or uh, creep things, creep crawlies. Regina discovers that the Emma has placed a protection spell on it, but she uses Henry's scarf basically as a glove to enter it because, of course, she's she being Emma is not going to do a protection spell on Henry. And when they get inside into the basement, they, they discover that Excalibur is there, and uh, that Excalibur looks just like the Dark One's dagger, and uh, you know they. Must 
must be related to some way, shape, or form. Hook is going to get ready to pull it out. That sounds wrong. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. <laughs> Hook is getting ready to pull it out, but Regina stops him. <laughs> That's what she said. Mental images in my head. So, okay, so just to refresh for the listener, so Hook tries to pull it out, Regina stops him because she says it might be booby trapped, but I'm bumch. And so, uh, Belle also discovers that there's rope, so indicating that uh, her boothang, Rumple, was in the room, and there's like a piece of sandwich in a bowl or something. Oh, Shut man. up. And uh, then uh, Regina gets a text. Oh no, Emma's returning. Everybody run. So everybody heads out. But as they do, Hook decides to, oh, you know what? I'm still going to be curious. And he starts poking around and he finds a box. And it's not the kind of box that's got stuff Justin Timberlake sings about. It's actually a, a dream catcher in there. It's a dream catcher in a box. And... Um, <laughs> Regina believes that this is where Emma has stored everyone's memories. So they later catch up with Arthur and basically tell him about the dagger. And he gives him the 411 on Excalibur and and that kind of thing. It basically tells them that uh, Emma can merge Excalibur and the dagger together. And it can either snuff out dark magic or it can snuff out light magic. And it leads everyone to sort of believe that Emma might be trying to eliminate light magic. Oh no! And so Henry arrives with Nicodemus at the ball slash dance slash street fair slash carnival and brings it to Violet. And Sir Morgan is there thanking Henry for being noble and heroic and humble and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. And so later on, Regina and Robin decide to look into the Dreamcatcher and they discover that it, it, these are Violet's memories, not Henry's memories in the Dreamcatcher. And it turns out Violet discovered a note from Henry for their date to see uh, crappy movies from the 70s. But Emma materializes and uh, makes Violet keep a secret by taking her heart as part of a plan to free Merlin by convincing her to break Henry's heart. Oh no! Which leads to his tear being used. Henry sees this and drops his popcorn, which looked really good, and is devastated by Emma's betrayal, and he is not alone. When Emma learns of what happened, uh, Regina explains that how can you betray Henry like that? Choosing the darkness over your own child, Miss Swan, Miss Swan. Regina then warns Emma to stay away from Henry, Miss Swan, who also has turned on Emma, aka Miss Swan, by closing the blinds on her before she disappears into the darkness. Miss Swan. And while all this, yes, and while all this, this crap is going on, we have a redhead who's rummaging through stuff in Storybrooke. It is Merida, and uh, she, by using the Once Upon a Time story book in Storybrooke, she discovers that uh, the chipped cup means a lot of things to Gold, and she taunts Gold with the chipped cup. You know, you're a coward, and that's what Belle saw, and that's why she doesn't want you, and all this kind of thing. And so Gold immediately takes the sword and heads towards towards Merida, and she says, say what you want to say, and let the words fall out. And she stops him, and they start, you know, acting brave, and she's like, I just want to see you. And uh, then... uh, I got no words for you. And then Merida's like, you know, you still have a long way to go, so that we can 
get Emma. Dun dun dun. Yes. Success. So I want everyone to say what they want to say and let the words fall out and uh, fill me in on what she thought of what went on in Story Brook. Story Ash, I know you have lots to say. Say what you want to say. I. Uh, the. Uh, I have. A, <laughs> my theory for this episode, fr- coming from this episode, stems from what Sir Morgan said earlier. And that he is. He was that, a shithole, too. Excuse, what? <laughs> he was a shithole, too. <laughs> Why are all these people... They're pretty people in Camelot, but they're all assholes. Except for Merlin. He seems nice. Well, that's because they're under King Arthur's persuasion. Oh, yes, that is true. Mm -hmm. King Arthur has caused a lot of people to be shitty. Mm Mm-hmm. But, um, Sir Morgan said in the Camelot part of the episode that Henry is not the hero that Violet needs. And... Later on, we see that he changed his mind in Storybrooke, saying that you you will make a good mi- knight someday. That's because he's never met him. <laughs> and he, I can see that maybe Emma has the wrong idea about who needs to pull the sword from the stone. Ooh. Dun, 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 dun. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Katie, say what you want to say and let the words fall out. <laughs> I just thought it was very interesting that Merida kind of going off of what um what Ash said, um I just thought it was very interesting that Merida said all you need is a sword, one good hand and a sword. I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, for theory wise. <laughs> but uh, I really oh, like. Oh, I see what you did there, Katie. Oh! 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 <laughs> could you please repeat that? No, you missed it. Oh! You could rewind okay. it later on. Damn it! Yeah, Katie, go to why could you take it, a, take it a card out of my book? I know! It's great. It's a great feeling. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. So, um, I guess we'll see what happens there. I think that was some foreshadowing, but, uh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Thank you. Thank I'm you. That <laughs> episode. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Storybrooke. Um, I... I, I liked the scenes in Storybrooke. They were pretty heartbreaking. Um, um, the scene, though, with Merida and Rumpel was really great. I thought they played that action really well and showed uh, uh, Rumpel's... Uh, cow- I don't... Just, you know, the cowardice. way he was... Yeah, cowardice. The way he was before he was the Dark One. They showed that really well, and they showed that he does love Belle very much and that... Um, he can, yes, exactly. He can put aside his, uh, um, limitations, I guess you could say, um, to do what he needs to for their love, um, to protect the love. So, um, I thought that was very interesting, um, and a great scene. Um, but yeah, 
I thought I thought the Starbucks scenes were great. I just thought that they really melded well with the um, flashback scenes or to Camelot. So that was really enjoyable for me. Nice. I just want to say Regina always looks beautiful because Lana is a gorgeous woman. The the red in Camelot was nice, but that red pantsuit in Storybrooke, she looked flawless. She's yeah. she, she's always flawless. No, but that red I don't know what it was about that red, that like deep crimson, like bright it was blood red orange. color. It was like fantastic. Like she just looked so good. When I saw her in that I was like, wow, I'm like blood orange. <laughs> I was like, who is she? Like, she's trying to impress people. Like, she was looking good. She's Shout awesome. out to to the costume people that selected that for her because she looked fantastic. She and, did. and speaking she of did. side notes, um, can we talk about Hook's face when they were in the jail? That um, well, if it's ladies you want to know about, I can help you there, lad. So. Over your dead body. <laughs> yes. Over, yes. I love that line. I loved it. Over your dead body. Yeah, not over my dead body. Over <laughs> so yours. Your de- I was exactly. like, yes, Queen Slay. Yeah. <laughs> Regina and her one-liners. I love that. She's fantastic. I loved uh, how, like, Mary Margaret then, like, you know, lassoed her, her away. She was like, <laughs> get over here. Tiger mom. Yeah. I love how they're like continuing his character, like the exact, almost the exact same things that he's done in both dimensions. Like he's true to his character, with him trying to help Henry out in the stables and doing the little eye wiggly thing that I like to watch the gifts of every night. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked Storybrooke, like I said before. I I have to wonder though, how the hell did Merida know where to find the book? <laughs> or how did she even know about the book? Uh, did Emma it's tell Merida. her? It's Merida, she's Scottish. She knows oh, stuff. Heard. That's great. <laughs> Good job. Yes, That's we give you some points. We need to bring the point system back from last yes, year. 200 yes. points for me. Because Katie loved winning the points. <laughs> no, I'll give you 199 points for that accent. Boom! Poppy Chula, Poppy Chula Radio Power Points, non-redeemable as cash. <laughs> Katie always, Katie was like a point hog. She'd be like, can I get a point for that? <laughs> After everything. <laughs> Go into the archives and download the episodes last year. Katie always be like, do I get points for that? <laughs> I forgot about the point system. As Regina That's would great. say, do your job, Ms. Katie. <laughs> Just do your over, job. Yeah. Okay. Over your dead body. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I also loved um, Mary Dine Rumble's um, fight after she went to him that night with the chipped cup. I love moments like this. I love when the show does that. Rumble hasn't seen Belle in... Shit, it's been, like, since weeks. the end of last season. What weeks? It's been since the end of last season. I don't think they've seen each other this year at, at all. Um, oh, yeah, wait. Well, she's seen wait. him. Yeah, yeah, she's seen him. Yeah, Rumpel hasn't. Um, and I love the fact that how his love for Belle uh, was what gave him the courage and the strength to get up and use his say good head. what he good wants legs. to say. And let the words fall out. Would you let him in to talk? Oh, 
honestly, she needs to say what she gotta say. Oh, that was good, Ash. You get fifty power points for that. Thank you, thank you. Eva, I'll leave it to you. I know you will say it much better than I am, and I know that we're on the same page. I just have to say that, once again, when the show does that and strengthens the the, the romances that go on in this way in, and in subtle ways like that, I love it. I really like it. I just hope Outlaw Queen could get something like that sometimes. I feel neglected. <laughs> I, think, I think their turn will come. So... I. Don't I worry. hope so. I yeah. hope so. I hope we finally get one episode about just two of them because we've had like 50 million Captain Swan episodes, 50 million snowing episodes. No one's two complaining. Two, no. <laughs> you, you, you are not. <laughs> Pimenta's gonna break something over someone's head in a moment. No, no. Anyway, I'll, I'll stop it. I'll stop it because Ava has to talk about this. Well, really quick. Yeah. Was this like the devastating moment that they discussed? Because I'll be honest, if it is, that was lackluster. Because we were like theorizing like all this stuff, she's going to get her heart crushed and all this kind of thing. And it was really just, you know, she she was like, let's be friends. You know, I, I don't see you in that way. Like, really? I think it was pun in, with a pun. Everything was said like... Um, they were making us think that we would just experience too much heartbreak, but instead they were talking about Henry's heartbreak. The, the line Emma said, I want you to break his heart. I think that was all that they were actually talking about it on Twitter. You know, the, the writers that commented on the episode before it aired. That's my opinion on the subject. I'm not sure. I, I don't... What do you think, Ashley? Because I don't know. I would have thought that, like, the devastating moment would have been Henry watching that happen. To realize that he was manipulated. I know, because that was some good popcorn that was all over the floor. Oh, yeah. That was... Poppy, that's very true. Fair popcorn is good. Mm. And if you would have had some, like, deep-fried Oreos, that would have been even better. Or also, funnel cake with, like, strawberry preserves on top and a little piece of, like, vanilla ice cream and whipped stop. cream. Stop! I'm hungry. Stop it. Oh, Stop I'm it. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't lunch yet. Stop it. Or an oh, or an elephant ear. Okay. What? Yes. You've never had an elephant ear yeah, with like cinnamon and it. sugar and whipped cream? <gasps> Stop. Oh, Stop. Yes. Is it like a snickerdoodle in the shape of an elephant ear? No, it's like fried dough and it's fantastic. Oh. So good. Oh my it's God. basically funnel fungus. cake in whole form. You know how funnel cake is like stringy? It's like mm-hmm. a slab of fried dough, like and cinnamon sweet. and sugary and yeah. I'm hurting. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> my stomach is complaining right now, so. <laughs> On another note, one thing I, I neglected to say was, uh, once again, the show did a great parallel between Henry and Regina, and there's pain. That, that as well, but also in that last scene, when Henry discovered Emma's uh, manipulation, I felt I felt that it was something. I felt it was parallel to what happened earlier in the episode when Regina was watching Daniel's death again, and she cried. I, when I saw Henry's face, seeing. 
Emma take Violet's heart out and asking her to break his heart. I get. I thought of Regina in that moment. I, I thought that it was another parallel. Either if I, if it was intended or not, I don't know. But my feels, guys. <laughs> feels. The feels. The feels. <laughs> the feels. The feels. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh God. It's just really far to see Emma go from protecting Henry from Regina in the beginning, and now Emma basically it's has like become Cora for an episode. Yeah. Hashtag Corrad. Corrad. <laughs> but that takes after, a whole different meaning to that. How the tables have tabled. Yeah. How the tables have tabled, yes. <laughs> Ava, you get 25 power points for that. Booyah! Boom! <laughs> Katie, you gotta catch up. And I'm winning. Okay, I I'll, can I talk now? Yes. Maybe. Damn it! Please God. do. Please do. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> say what you want to say. Stop it. Uh, I totally forgot what I was gonna say. Because the lyrics <laughs> are gonna come to my head. Um, Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> married a bell. Rumpel. Let me cry. My chipped cup. Oh! <laughs> Okay, you need to stop. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed the storybook scenes, as everyone else said. It was awesome. Obviously, my favorite scene was the sword fight between Merida and uh, Rumpel, because it showed that um, no matter what, he is a brave guy, but he is afraid. He th There's fear in him that he thinks that if he steps up and stands up for himself, he will die. Um, but then, as soon as she showed them the chip cup, which was awesome, that was the awesome, that was really awesome, the return of the chip cup. Uh, and then he basically changed him. He, he wasn't thinking about himself, he was thinking about his love for Belle and Belle only. And that's what Merida says it as well. He was like, well, you weren't thinking of yourself, you were thinking of her. So that was fantastic. I loved it. Um, and it showed a really good character development with uh, for Rumpel at least. Uh, the end scene between Emma and Regina was awesome. That was awesome, literally yeah. like um, season one. That was like episode one, season one parallel. Um, how she was like goodbye, Miss Swan. That was just amazing. So and when Henry wanted to talk to her and he couldn't, and now he doesn't want to talk to yeah. her. But she exactly. Wants to. How the tables have table. <laughs> you don't get more points for repeating it. <laughs> I tried. Still relevant. Yes. Yes. So that's that's my opinion. I have a question for all of you. Uh, now, something uh, Ava said that has made me think about it. Um, so Rumpel and Belle have the chipped cup that is like their signature item. What do you think is the signature item for all the other couples? Nothing. They get nothing. Uh, that has to do with my theory is a spoiler, so I'm going to wait to say that. I'll answer your question. In a yeah, I know what you're going to say because of, yeah. So we'll oh, yeah. get into that in the uh -huh. spoiler section. All right. I'm okay. inside of Ash's brain right now. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh I'm, I imagine you were talking about Captain Swan, right? Yes. But I'm right. I'm thinking of um, snowing for you. What what would yeah, theirs be? What would theirs would be? Yeah, for snowing, it snows ring. Oh, yeah, the ring. Oh yeah, the ring. Yes, they have the wedding ring. I mean, that's that's 
But that's kind of common, I guess. Yeah. Uh, traditional? Traditional is the word. Mm. Hmm. How about outdoor queen? Oh, the page 23. Page 23. Oh, I miss yes. the page. <laughs> oh, if only. Someday, maybe. Okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> Katie, I don't think we've heard any of your opinions. Oh, I just said Rumpel was, or that scene with Merida and Rumpel was great. Um, but I also, I really did like that last scene with Emma and Regina as well. It was such a f uh, flashback to the first season, which was great. Um, I've seen, I saw side-by-side -side, uh, GIF sets of, um, of the first season, or the pilot scene with Emma and Henry, and then um, flashback to this episode with um, the same thing, and it was so, it was so neat, it was nice to flashback to, to that, and to um, see how far we've come, and, um, uh, you know, all the things that have happened. Um, so I really liked that. It was just, it showed dynamics have changed a lot. And I thought that was great. Um, also I was so, I was so pissed <laughs> that, <laughs> Go ahead, I was Katie. so pissed that, um, when Kelly or when Huck was going to grab the sword, um, and Regina stopped him and was like, no, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Great things are going to happen. <laughs> but I guess it's only the, the fifth, the fifth um, episode so far. So they've got to, they've got to wait a little bit longer. So, um, yeah, but I really like the storybook scenes. So there you go. Yay, Katie. <laughs> Two points for you. No, I can only give the points. No, I'll know. give you 400 you... points. Bullshit! <laughs> Will you accept them, Katie? Don't. It's unfair. <laughs> I accept them. You're welcome. And you get an additional 50 for being a ginger. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I'm always gonna win. <laughs> <clears throat> we have another ginger. We actually have a crap load of gingers. Yes, they're not the only one anymore. Ava, you need to dye your hair red. I'm in the process, you know. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm dressing as Merida for Halloween, so I have this great wig. I think that I should just go to Amy Manson and, and ask her, who do you think wears the wig better, me or you? Uh, <laughs> I love it. A Greek gingy Merida. <laughs> yes. I accept. Thank you. <laughs> Pimenta, you get 150 PowerPoints for that. Woo! <laughs> what? Only? what? Only? Yeah, well, I I didn't even try, though. Like, it's some slacking over here. Love it. <laughs> so, any final thoughts on Storybrooke? It was awesome! Where's Loved Merlin? It. That's oh, a good yeah. question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's something that 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 I briefly forgot to mention during the conversation of uh, Regina and Emma at the end with all the Miss Swans. 
Regina learned that Merlin was freed. Uh, so where is Merlin? Where do we think Merlin is? Is he in a bottle with uh, I Dream of Genie? Inside, inside the store, Dallas. Uh, Merlin think is the curse. I think he's still alive. If Excalibur and the dagger were never reunited, he could not have been killed. So... Why do we want to kill Merlin? Well, I don't want to, but somebody does. You know, that shitlord, Arthur... <laughs> 200 power points to add Oh, yes. Yay. <laughs> I don't really even know who has how much, so... I don't know. I'm pretty sure that you assigned points to us before all this, like, ten minutes ago, and I forgot. So... <laughs> Katie, who do you think is winning? Me. Boo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. But mine was, like, random, so I don't know. I don't know. So where's Merlin? Maybe he didn't come back to Storybrooke. That's my idea. Maybe he's, maybe he's in the woods. He's still a tree. Yeah, he's a tree again. Maybe he's he's growing m- many, many Merlins in a tree. But if many he's Merlins, then somebody would have had to have gotten their heart broken again. 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 This is getting kind of like out of control now. <laughs> Please keep your hearts to yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> But they'd have to get it broken again for the first time. Yes, baby. Granny Neil. and Leroy. Oh, <laughs> I ship it. And they used Granny's tear. <laughs> and because yeah. she's part wolf, Berlin turned into a wolf. Oh, I forgot. Red has to go find him. There you go. Somebody fanfic it. Ava? Okay. You go for um, Got a few assignments for fanfics. Okay, I will fanfic that one. <laughs> it's interesting. Yes. Alright, so I think it's time to get spoilery, right, Katie? Yes, it is. It's time to get a little spoilery. Let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of Once Upon a Time. This is your official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So, for all these spoilers, you can check out our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com forward slash um, Storybook Weekly Mirror. And you can also visit um, my site at storybookmirror.com to um, get all the latest spoilers. So, um, let's see. There was a big kind of casting news type thing that came out. Um, this week, and it deals with the second half of the season. It was TV Line who posted this. Um, someone asked, um, someone asked if they had any new Once Upon a Time scoop, um, and so they said that the show is casting a mysterious, dangerous, and vindictive godlike god. This is important. Godlike figure, known obscurely as. Get ready for it, guys. A distinguished gentleman, or oh, that's me. Simple DG. <laughs> Wait, they so, casted you. I am Poppy? very distinguished. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! This is, we're gonna get inside scoop next season, apparently. That's awesome, right? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so a lot of people are kind of guessing that this is um, because we've had so many hints that the. Um, season 5B will be about the underworld that um, 
this character will either be the devil or it will be Hades, which I'm leaning more towards Hades for sure. Yeah. So, um, Hades, Hades, (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait for the blue flames uh, wig. Can't wait. I want to see that guy happen. (laughs) That'd be great. We're all so excited. (laughs) And we're big boobed. Yeah. My wife will make a return. Yes. <laughs> She's back. Ava, you get 50 oh. PowerPoints for that. Thank you. So, that was basically it for any of the news that came out this past week. Um, we did we do have some filming spoilers that have come out. Um, they did start filming the mid-season finale, which is episode 11, which is titled Swan Song. Um, and they've had a lot of different things filmed. They've had Papa Hook and, and Killian uh, filming together. And Hook was actually an adult in that scene, which is really weird because we know that, um, Hook was a kid when his father abandoned him. So, Davy Jones um, locker, baby. Yep, there you go. So we just got to find out that Papa Hook's first name is Davy or David or something. Hopefully not David. That would just be too repetitive That's too much. with the Davey. show. Let him be Davy. Davy's great. <laughs> um, also, the Evil Queen, Regina as the Evil Queen, filmed again. Um, she's back to being her evil self, I guess, in flashbacks. So, so um, we'll get Davey that. Jones. I don't know. I don't know, because I know when we heard about this episode, we heard that it would be Hook and Regina on a mission together. And then they make love. Oh, Lord, no. I I do not. In which which Hook will try to pull it out and Regina won't let him. Yes. (laughs) Okay, Pimenta, you get 75 PowerPoints for that. (laughs) So there will be no wall breaking. Oh my gosh. You get zero points. That's right, Dad. Nobody asked you, Katie. (laughs) But I thank you. Oh, okay, fine. I I didn't hear. Okay, so um, <laughs> they also filmed a scene by a pond, which I think people have discovered it was the pond that they were at when they saved Robin's life from the big boobed fury. Yay! <laughs> My She's coming back with she a vengeance and My with life. even bigger boobs. <laughs> yes. Oh lord! She'll have four. Oh, that'd be really weird. <laughs> That'd be super weird. Let's not do that. Um, but yeah, so they filmed a scene by that that pond again, and they filmed two scenes. They filmed a daytime scene um, with Arthur, Guinevere, Merida, Regina, Henry, Violet, and Sir Morgan. Um, apparently, we did find out that this episode will be, or I should say that um, Liam Garrigan, who plays Arthur, um, Joanna Metras or Mitch, yeah, something like that. Plays who plays? Oh my gosh, I lost the name. Gwen. Gwen. Yes. Gwen. Gwen. Stefani. And Merida. Amy Manson, who plays Merida, also had their last days of filming this past uh, 
week. And today was Amy's last day. So um, this will be their last episode, sadly. No, Um, yay for Arthur and Guinevere. No for Merida. Merida. Yay for stupid Arthur. But I want to see how big her brave is. Yeah. Good job. You get no points, Joe. <laughs> I'm actually happy that I'm happy that Arthur maybe doesn't die because I have a feeling that he may be, you know, loco. But uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that I think that there is a chance for him to redeem no. himself. Albeit, you know, mm-hmm. well, I know, I know, he's terrible. I hate what he's done. Um, Arthur cannot be redeemed. Uh, end of story. Thank you, though, for okay. trying. I'm shutting up. I'm shutting up. so um let's see so that was a day scene and then um they also filmed a night scene that included charming snow emma hook regina robin hood henry and gold um but apparently hook wasn't in the scene too much i'm i was confused how that all works um i mean i know why but like I was confused if he was filming or not. I know he was there for sure. No, I have a theory. Um, I think he we all have the a scene? theory, right? I think oh, yeah. he was. I think he was in the scene. I, only but see, I he... see Henry and um, Rumpelstiltskin. Do we all have yeah. the same theory? Yeah, we do. That because... I'll just say it because we're in spoiler section. That because Hook ends up saving Emma, that he somehow gets dragged to the Underworld, and that probably will be what the next season is about, saving Hook from I'm the not, Underworld? No, I'm not a fan of this theory. I'm not a fan at all. Sorry, Katie. <laughs> oh, I'm a fan. Look, look this, I don't think that this... They dragged Hook something. to hell. Well, it's not... It's not. I mean, it's not something that uh, would drag every character to the underworld. I mean, it would obviously drag Emma down there, but I don't think everybody else cares as much. <laughs> I want them to make a pit stop in uh, black and white steampunk Transylvania land before they go to hell. <laughs> can we, can we, that would be awesome. That would like, be pretty cool. Like, they could cool. go grab snacks or something. Ooh. Not snacks, but like, match, <laughs> not, but like um, supernatural items or something. Ah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe they'll need to go to black and white steampunk to get hooked back. No, that's not oh, hell. He's stuck there. <laughs> no, but you gotta revive the body. Oh yes, something yeah. like that. Yeah. I. And then I we can finally find out what dragged. happened to Frankenstein's brother. Oh yeah, I don't think he gets dragged to the underworld because she's still. He's gonna get on the boat. His, with the ring, the picture of the ring around her neck. Like if he gets dragged down, then that would be. He wouldn't have time to give her the ring. Yeah. I don't so, know. I, I don't know. I don't with know. This I feel like ring, maybe Ivy Wed. Maybe <gasps> somehow he's <gasps> No. Oh my gosh. Stop it, Papa. Stop it. Stop it. I think I just killed Katie. <laughs> yeah. Did. I'm dead on the floor right now. <laughs> I'm a ghost right now. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Ash, are you excited? Um, Poppy and I had this conversation already um, oh. of how it's too soon for them to be married. Yes, we have uh, conversations without all of you late at night. Like that yeah. needs to be mm-hmm. Endgame. And yeah, I agree. It's I think it's too yet. soon for any of them to marry. Like, I think oh, it's yeah. too soon for for Regina and Robin Hood to marry. Although it would be nice to see them married at some point. It's too soon for. 
Emma and Hook to be married, even though I would like to see them married at some point. There, I, I know that there were rumors or spoilers or confirmation or whatever that there's a wedding in Camelot, and I just I can't imagine who it could be if it does happen. I just can't see any of the, any of these characters getting married yet. Henry and Violet. Yes, no, no Henry and Granny, because <laughs> Granny needs her green card. <laughs> Great. Yeah. It's like Harold uh, and Maude. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I can see Hook sacrificing himself to save Emma. I can see that. But I also can remember very clearly that Hook is a survivor. So yeah. Hook is Hook's spirit will be somewhere. And if he's filming and Davy Jones and him are not Little Hook and Davy Jones, then something's up. Yeah, yeah. all I know well, is I, I need Hades terrible. and I need Dr. Facilier. And any other Disney fairy tale hell-ish character to make cameos in yeah. the next half of the I season. I don't know, I mean, I whether I do see it as um, a possible scenario, I think that well, I don't know. The, the writers never gave it... I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that they would actually center a whole season, half season, around such a fact. Anyway, we'll see. We'll, well see. I think so if they weave in Greek mythology. I mean, it's not going to be all hell. I mean, they're just going to have to save a character from the underworld, which will involve Greek mythology and maybe a little bit more supernatural darker magic type characters and i mean i know that i keep on mentioning it because i really want us to go back there but if frankenstein's world i know that i like to call it black and white steampunk transylvania land i believe the official name is just the land without color but i think yeah. it i think my name is much more appropriate but like, <laughs> i think it would be great to see that again and if they incorporated like more supernatural stuff i think i don't know that out of all the realms that we've uh, seen that one kind of makes the most sense because if frankenstein is there who's to say that other sort of gothic you know characters like jekyll and hyde and uh, i mean not to turn the show into penny dreadful because that's a, that's a show that sort of deals with what if jekyll and hyde and frankenstein and dracula and you know werewolves are all together but you know if Frankenstein is from this realm. It's safe to say that other maybe supernatural-ish creatures might be there. Since there's no magic, maybe there's, you know, supernaturally type of uh, sciency type of thing. I don't know. Yeah. That'd be interesting. And Dr. Rail is coming back for an episode. So, oh yes. my god. Yes. Ooh. They did say that he will be. So, yeah. I just want black and white steampunk Transylvania land. I liked it. I'm, I'm probably one of the few people that really liked it. Yeah, I really uh, liked yeah, it. I, me too. I don't know why everyone hated it. I just people are blind. Dr. Whale after he went back home. I mean, not in Storybrooke. Storybrooke, Dr. Whale was kind of a shithole, but... Yeah. <laughs> but I just think it would be interesting. I mean, that's the one realm that we really haven't seen again. And it'd be yeah. nice to well, see some of our characters interacting 
with that. He was round. an asshole in Enchanted Forest as well. I will never forget what he did to Regina. Sorry. <laughs> oh gosh. But well, he I've... saved her from having to deal with Daniel when he yeah, when he was revived, he wasn't Daniel and then she still got to deal with Daniel when he was alive yes, but she, later. But she didn't know that. She didn't know that. She had hope, my girl. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, I like Regina, but I also enjoyed Dr. Whale. So I, I think it would be nice to see that realm, especially to see our characters interacting with the black and white world. But anyway, go back, uh, continue on, uh, Katie. Um, yeah, so they filmed those night scenes. Um, I don't remember exactly what was going on, but I think a few details came out. <laughs> and it looked like um, Gold had the dagger, and he was cutting his hands with it to get maybe a curse or maybe something required blood, his blood or something. Now that's all confusing. Yeah. Because yeah, it's together in the previous episode and now it's broken again? Yeah, it's the really dagger. confusing. Oh. So I don't know what's going on there. Maybe it breaks again but... after the dark magic is or light magic or thing is gone. Yeah. It breaks know. in Merlin's heart. I don't know. <laughs> um, but so there's that part of it. Also, Emma has her regular jacket and jeans and boots and mm-hmm. stuff on. So she's back to normal, apparently. And she also has a new necklace that she's wearing. And it looks to be one of Hook's rings. Um, it looks to be a ring for sure, but people have kind of tried to zoom in and it looks like the ring he wears on his thumb. It's just like a regular silver. It doesn't have much else on it. It's just like a silver ring. Um, and she's wearing it in these scenes and I don't believe he's shot in these scenes either. So, um, yeah, so there's that. Um, but that's really all that's gone on um so uh, that's it for spoilers but for ratings we did get the ratings for sunday night's episode and um they came in steady with last week at a 1.6 in the demographics and it also ticked up slightly in the millions of viewers to a 5.04 million viewers so um the show is remaining steady, which is great. So just keep watching live, and um, hopefully we'll continue to see major increases in Live Plus 3 and Live Plus 7 numbers. Absolutely. So before we leave, are we all excited to see Gold get attacked by a CGI bear? Yes! Oh my God. <laughs> Actually, that CGI bear looks amazing. It does. It I, awesome. I think it's Merida. Don't you? Merida's mom. I think Merida's is in the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I oh, well. Okay, I didn't see her. Sorry. <laughs> Poor Maybe Mal, it's Merida's so mom. <laughs> Merida's mom. <laughs> hey, yeah, mom. I don't... It looks interesting for sure. It's the Beauty and the Beast storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jealous. Wait, but in other words, uh, you guys deserve this episode. Yeah, yes. it's been a really long time. Yes. It's, about it's a tale as old as time. Always. Yeah. So who ended up getting Aww. the most points? I Me. Did. 
<laughs> Everybody but Katie just shouted at me. <laughs> listeners. Oh, my mind's not in the right place today. <laughs> listeners, you guys figure it out in the chat room. And on that note, join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybook Weekly Mirror. You can visit poppychuloradio.com slash archives to download this episode and many more. Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcast. You can like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash storybookweeklymirror. You can also like the station on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. You can email us with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Co-hosts. Can you please wish the listeners a good night? Say what you want to say. Have a good Good night, night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Watch next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Join us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, for a brand new installment of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Good night, everyone. I want to see you be brave, especially because it's Halloween this weekend. Happy Halloween, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Ha <laughs> <laughs>